Hi, I'm Kelsey, a mental health professional and outdoor enthusiast obsessed with helping stuck individuals live more authentically, heal their mental health, and play outside more. I'm a Midwest gal who grabbed a 60-liter backpack, laced up her hiking boots, and turned a quarter-life crisis into a quarter-life comeback. I teach you evidence-based ways to overcome the beliefs and behaviors that are holding you back. Not one for small talk, psychology, spirituality, and honest conversations about both the triumphs and tragedies of life are all topics you can expect on this show. So grab your headphones, get some fresh air, and prepare to ponder deep. Rooted in curiosity, resilience, and abundance, this is Evergreen Thinking. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I have so missed just climbing into my little hallway closet and shimmying my way in between cardigans and tank tops to record every week for you. And I'm I'm just so happy to be back here today. It's really funny. I can tell that well, one, I need to do laundry, and two, I have totally transitioned my closet from winter to summer because I have so much more space in here. Normally, whenever I would try to uh, part the seas of my clothes so that I could have a little nugget of space for my computer to record... Um, I mean, I was having to like push with all my might and I had just this little sliver of space and now I have like a whole big gap in here. So yeah, need to do some laundry, but also super happy to have the sweaters and things packed away. Um, Yeah, we've been having just the very best weather here in Indiana lately. So I don't want to waste any time. We are going to jump right into this episode. We've got a lot of ground to cover today. And um, yeah, I just want to jump right into it. I've got some updates. I've got a big announcement, a really big good announcement. Um, I've got a small announcement about a brand that I love. Um, And we'll just be covering some themes today around topics like intuition, adaptability, relaxation, vulnerability. We're just, we are going to cover lots of bases today. If you follow me on Instagram or you are one of my newsletter readers, which if you are not a newsletter reader yet, that is okay. You can do that um, in the show notes after you listen to this episode. I would love to have you. Um, If you are connected with me in any of those spaces, then you know that something kind of significant has been going on with me. Um, And I've been kind of vague about it for a reason. Um, I have honestly been navigating the most traumatic experience of my life. Um, And I don't use those words or that phrase lightly. I truly mean this. Y'all know I'm really open about my story, and to put it frankly, like, I've been through some shit in my life, but I can say that really, like, proudly. Um, You know, I've experienced a wide range of things in my life, um, and a lot of them have been hard or have been adverse experiences, but 
Um, I've really, you know, grown through those or thrived through those. Like, it's just a part of my story. I don't say that in like a a sad way. Um, What I am currently walking through is unmatched to anything that I have yet to experience. Um, And so I want to very carefully share a little bit about that. Um, I was recently endangered by a former client. And that's kind of the most detail that I want to give. Um, While I suspect that in time, I will share more about this piece of my story. I'm honestly still navigating a lot and would like to continue to process and heal from this more privately. Um, But that's what's going on. I was recently endangered by a former client. You know that I really value transparency and something that makes me special, I think, in the helping industry as a whole is that I am so open about my own humanness. Um, You know, if you look at my Instagram bio, my, you know, it's like Kelsey Keitel and then it says, Uh, therapist, coach, human. I think that's really important. And I think that's something that makes me special in the way that I provide services. Um, And part of my openness and wanting to share my story is that I really am just like a storyteller. That's just how I'm wired. Part of it is probably the Enneagram 4 in me. Um, There's lots of factors here. And that is not going to change. Um, What The things that make me special, that I am open, that I am real and raw about my uh, humanness, those things are not going to change. Um, But actually, okay, this is a great, (laughs) this is a great place for a little sidebar conversation. And honestly, we may have a few of these today. So buckle up. Um, When it comes to like sharing deep and like personal things people are often like Kelsey you're so vulnerable and I mean I've gotten that since I was like 19 years old okay um and it's funny because for the longest time I was like this is not vulnerable this is just honest like I don't feel vulnerable in sharing this but you're telling me I'm vulnerable like what does that mean and I was really confused by it and In more recent years, I realized that the reason big things like that don't actually feel very vulnerable to me is because I am such like a contemplative and reflective person. And so something that might appear vulnerable to you actually isn't because I've already done the reflecting and the healing necessary for it to evolve to be not vulnerable information, just information. Does that make sense? So like, yeah, some of the stories that I have shared about like my divorce or my dad dying or, um, you know, body image issues, my religious deconstruction, really like anything that I share that feels a little bit more personal. Yeah, unprocessed and unhealed, that info might be vulnerable. But once I have come to a place of sharing it, it is most likely that I've already done tons of work around it. Um, and that, like that work you don't see. Honestly, I think that's the difference between like storytelling and quote unquote trauma dumping 
one is processed and discerned and coming from a place of health and the other is just kind of blabbing and sharing in real time and there's maybe not really intention behind it it's just like processing I don't really do real-time processing I share once I'm in a place to share so it might seem vulnerable to you but for me it's just like being honest Anyways, I bring this little sidebar up because I want to, I guess, demonstrate to you why I'm not sharing that much about this situation. One, there are ethics involved and I just need to understand what it looks like for me to eventually share this part of my story. Um, And two, I'm just not ready. I'm still processing it and I'm not going to process it with you. Um, someday I may share what I've processed, but right now it's it's just for me. And so I hope that this is actually like a good reminder to you too, if you value transparency, that it's okay to save some things just for yourself. That's another thing. I think a lot of times because of the way our like social media and social world has evolved and the way that a lot of people do share really personal things online a lot of us without even realizing it we come to a place of believing that we know everything about someone we believe that we we know them like i've shared a lot of my heart and my life experiences even in this show But I want you to know that there's actually a lot that I save for just myself or that I save for just my people, my best friends, my family. I have a lot of significant stories that very few people know about. There's a lot about me that you don't know. And so just remember that while you might think that you know someone, actually, you probably just know a lot of things about someone. There's a difference in knowing someone and knowing about someone. And I think the way like our social media world works and just media in general, I think sometimes we, we kind of get confused. Um, So with all that said, I am processing a lot right now. This has been a really terrifying experience a really heartbreaking experience and I'm doing a lot of work to heal my nervous system right now um, and you know that's something that I talk a lot about is the importance of healing our nervous system I believed that before this experience and I believe it now um, I've experienced a lot of fear um, in the last several weeks and while things are improving and kind of on the up and up for me, um, I've experienced a lot of pain and I am um, experiencing a lot of post-traumatic symptomology myself. Um, So I'm really working on healing. If you've been around here, you know that something I do love is to be able to model or share 
in real time what I'm doing to care well for myself. And so even though I'm not going to share my real time processing and a lot of details about the situation, I do want to kind of share with you in real time what I'm doing to care well for myself because I think it can be really helpful to hear. Um, again, just kind of in real time, like what someone does to care for themselves when they're going through something challenging. Um, the number one thing that I have been doing this is just kind of like the umbrella theme here um to care really well for myself in this season is that i'm actually just caring really really well for my physical health right now i'm caring really well for my body our bodies store so much of our emotional experiences and i've just been taking this opportunity to really prioritize my basic human needs my body needs and my emotional needs at the basic level like i'm really prioritizing sleep and hygiene like i'm um you know just taking good care of myself in that most basic way i'm prioritizing eating enough and eating well Honestly, when I was in like the very thick of this experience, I went to the grocery one day and I bought four boxes of cereal. I'm talking like tricks and uh, Cocoa Pebbles, Captain Crunch, you know, like just cereal that is not good for you. Um, <laughs> but I got it because it was comforting and I got it because I couldn't, I could not cook. Um, so now that I'm not in that survival mode, I am focusing um, on balanced nurturing meals so that I can keep my blood sugar regulated. Keeping your blood sugar regulated is really, really um, important for anxiousness and just like our overall uh, mental health. Um, and yeah, I just want to keep growing strong. I want to stay healthy. Um, I do not want going through this experience to deplete my physical health at all. I'm keeping up on my hydration, all of those basic things. I've also really buckled down on my physical health um, in other ways. So I have been working with a physical therapist for a few months now. Um, I started seeing him, yeah, uh, several months ago just to start working on some soreness that I was experiencing with my training. I wanted to um, just be preventative about some things and also repair just some like deep tissue stuff that I've got going on. And actually seeing this physical therapist has paired really well with my mental health work. Um, I was kind of put off when I first met with him because he totally like psychoanalyzed me and I was like, wait a minute, I am not here for this. Um, but it's actually paired really well and it has helped me relax a lot. He actually asked me a few weeks ago, what do you do to relax? And that was such a simple but insightful question. We'll, we'll actually come back to that in a little bit. Um... But yeah, I have increased the frequency by which I am seeing him and that has been really helpful. I have also increased my own therapy, like mental health therapy appointments 
and my therapist and I have kind of jumped into a different intervention. So I previously saw her regularly just for, um, I was just processing some things and also uh, just for general maintenance. I think it's just really helpful for me to have someone to talk to. And so I already was seeing her pretty regularly, but now we are doing some targeted interventions. We are doing EMDR, which is a therapy modality that is really, really effective for like processing and regulating through trauma. Um, I have a really great therapist, and so it's been awesome to just increase seeing her. Um, I finally got in with a functional medicine doctor that I have been really dreaming of working with over the last few years, but I honestly never really wanted to pay the out-of-pocket costs to see him. Um, but I just kind of decided, no, it's time right now in this season. I am investing in my body. I am taking care of my body. Um, saying this out loud, I'm kind of realizing, I think someone who has modeled this really well um, is Jenna Kutcher. If you are familiar with the Gold Digger podcast, um, I love her so much. She is a really big inspiration. I learn a lot from her. I've taken several of her courses and she has kind of been on this journey of just really prioritizing her health. And I'm kind of just realizing now that I could see where that has probably influenced me a bit. But yeah, I'm really excited to work with this functional medicine doctor. We are going to tackle some digestive system things that I have needed support with for a very long time. I'm also really curious to just get some lab work done and take a look at my adrenal system. Um, I've got some hunches about some things going on, but I'm super looking forward to just like actually digging into that stuff. I've got some dental work that needs to be done, some skin treatments I'm wanting to try. Um, I've really been wanting to try laser, uh, laser hair removal. So <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of going to experiment with that maybe. Um, Anyways, all of those things, I really am just investing in my physical health because through this experience, I saw how my body worked so hard to protect me. Um, my nervous system worked so hard to keep me safe. And it actually makes me really, like I, I'm getting a little bit misty and teary because I think I've talked about this before. I like to refer to my body as she. Like I, I, I like to think of my body as like, like a another party kind of, and, um, we're like in partnership in relationship, and I do believe that our bodies are our advocates. Um, and you could perceive that as like something for me to be saying as like a privileged able-bodied person but I really believe like for anyone and everyone our bodies are our allies they want to be our allies and I am I just have a lot of gratitude for the way that my body has been keeping me safe she's been doing her job she has been um 
you know, she was alerting me of things that um, I needed to be alerted to. And I'm grateful that she has my back and that she's been looking out for me and that I have the understanding and awareness to be able to hear her out. Um, So anyways, I kind of like, I want to continue to care for her. I want to set her up for success. I want to thank her and honor her and just like optimize what she can do. So that has been a huge piece of how I'm moving forward through this experience. I've also been taking lots of time to relax and I mean truly relax. Um, (laughs) Here's the thing and if I were listening to this podcast this would be a huge call out to me personally so if this stings a little bit sorry not sorry but I think this is important. So like I said my physical therapist asked how do you like to relax? I'm like laying on his table and I was thinking um not here I can tell you that (laughs) um but I was like um working out is a huge outlet for me and um I like to read and I like to bake and he just looked at me and was like you need to learn to relax and exercising does not count. Or if you are reading for work purposes, it does not count. And I was like, dang, ouch. But he's right. So don't get me wrong. Exercise is a great outlet for expression, for moving the energy, to be empowered, um, like for blowing off stress. Like energy is, is great or exercise is great. Like I'm not saying stop exercising. I'm not going to stop exercising, but it doesn't really, really count as relaxation unless maybe you're doing like very, very like slow restorative yoga or a gentle walk. Um, exercise doesn't count. I like to think of relaxation as being in receiving mode. You aren't aiming for accomplishments. The goal is not productivity. You are receiving and just being. So I'm learning more about how I like to relax. I really like painting my nails and uh, just, you know, letting them take their sweet time to dry. Reading for leisure, not for work. Stretching, like gentle stretching. Um, napping, sitting in the sun and just sunbathing, just being there. For me, I've been learning that how I really like to relax is just sitting and letting my mind wander. Being on a swing or in a rocking chair taking baths or a long shower, going to the sauna. Another way that I like to relax is by, mm, by not rushing, I guess is how I'll say it. I've talked about this before, but I have a tendency to cram as much life into my day as possible, 
not even out of necessity, sometimes out of necessity, but a lot of times just because I like to do a lot and I like to experience a lot. Um, but for me, I've been trying to create more of just like a relaxing rhythm to my life. And so that's like putting my laundry away slowly and mindfully with no rush or like doing other chores with no rush running errands without having to be somewhere after basically like ignoring the clock as often as I can so setting myself up for opportunities to be able to ignore the clock obviously you can't do that all the time we have appointments we have deadlines we have things but as much as I can building in time just with breath in it doing my workouts even with no time restraints I'm not like squeezing it in unless I you know do have to squeeze it in but otherwise it's like oh I'm gonna go do this workout and I don't have to be anywhere as soon as it's over I don't have to rush to take a shower afterwards I can just take my time so learning to relax more and prioritizing relaxation more I'm allowing myself to not respond to texts and messages and emails and things in an urgent manner. All of my friends and family know right now that I might take a while to respond and they're accepting of that, which is really lovely. Um, you know, obviously we still have understanding so people can be sure that I'm like safe, but, um, if we're just chit-chatting, I might not reply for a day or so and, that is just kind of just an understanding right now and that feels really good for me probably most notable to you i've taken some time away from social media and from the podcast um, and a lot of just like extracurricular parts of my work um, i've totally reworked how and what kind of content I'm currently comfortable sharing. I know that this will continue to evolve. Um, you know, it's interesting because for me, Instagram isn't just like an app for social media, but it's a business tool. It's a huge part of how I develop the no like trust factor of my business and of me um, and of my brands. Um, it really is a marketing avenue for me and it's a fun marketing avenue. I love connecting with people here, but taking a break from it was really nice. Um, I'll continue to use it and use it well, but I'm navigating how that feels and what that looks like. And yeah, I just suspect it'll continue to be an evolution, which is why I, I always recommend being on my email list, my newsletter, because things with social media are always changing um the newsletter is just like a sure way of being able to stay connected with me um nighttime has been a bit of a challenge for me right now i'm experiencing quite a bit of nightmares and things and so i'm trying to do a better job of winding down and preparing myself for bed Oh my gosh, this is like so random, but I recently got an electric toothbrush. I've always just used an old school manual toothbrush and wow, what an upgrade. It's really added some new frequency literally to my bedtime <laughs> and morning routines. Anyways, I think you get the picture. 
that I am learning to relax. And if I have anything to offer you today, it would just be an encouragement to examine the ways that you like to relax and ask, are these actually relaxing? Are these restorative? Are these putting me in a state of receiving mode? Or do they serve some other purposes? And again, if they serve other purposes, those things aren't bad. Keep doing those things. Um, I haven't stopped working out. It's just that I've acknowledged that working out doesn't really check the box of relaxation for me. Um, And I'm trying to do at least one intentionally relaxing thing every day. So... Let's go ahead and go with like my big announcement here because this is also a big part of how I am caring well for myself in this season. Part of being a counselor is that we take this kind of oath to do no harm. We take this oath to not practice outside of our scope or to not practice if we aren't healthy. These are some of the core ethics of our profession because people are trusting us and relying on us as they navigate some of their deepest pains and challenges. And I take these ethics really seriously. It protects the patients, but it also protects us as practitioners. And this situation has been so tricky because not only has it affected just my personal mental health, but my job like to continue going to work, I'm going back into a similar environment or context to provide the same kind of services that in some way landed me in this scary situation that I'm in now. So it's been really activating. It's taken a lot of work to ensure that I don't project any of this experience unfairly onto my other clients, and I think that I've done a really good job of this. I have had a few clients who I've had to transfer their care out to someone else during this time, uh, and we've done that collaboratively and healthily, and it's been a very positive thing um, and so challenging, though. And as I continue to assess what is sustainable and what is not for for both me and the people I served, I've determined that it's time for a bit of a pivot. Hear me clearly when I say that I will still continue to serve my current patients for as long as they need my services. I will not abandon them. And my doors My therapy doors remain open for the return of former patients in good standing if they need to return. That is not changing. However, for the foreseeable future, I am not accepting any new counseling patients. Even as current patients may be closed out or finish their treatment in the coming months, I will not be replacing them on my caseload. Instead, And I'm actually really excited to share this. I'm making a pivot to coaching full-time. To me, this is a decision that is not only ethical with where I'm at right now, but is totally values-aligned for me. 
I know that by making this pivot, I will be healthy enough to continue providing the highest standard of care for my current counseling patients. And just for me, I'm really excited for this change. I have absolutely fallen in love with coaching over the last year um, as I've just kind of slowly added this, this stream to my business. I love that coaching is fast-paced, results-driven, the perfect combination of loving acceptance meets honest accountability. I love that coaching gives me the opportunity to serve folks nationwide and that the experience can be tailored to fit your exact needs. I love that I get to draw on my own experiences more than just theory. There's a lot I love about coaching. It really makes so much sense for me. How I like to describe the difference between coaching and counseling is kind of like the difference between seeing a physical therapist versus seeing a personal trainer. You might see the physical therapist because you are recovering from an injury, like you tore your ACL, and they are helping you to heal and repair that injury. Whereas seeing a personal trainer is not going to help you heal an injury. They are there to help you um, from a place of health just continue to grow. So in counseling, I'm typically helping folks heal an injury or heal their mental health. In coaching, emotional healing is definitely a byproduct, but the individuals really are just wanting to grow and get to the next level from a place of health. They're coming from a place of homeostasis, whereas in counseling, we're typically trying to get back to homeostasis. One is not better than the other. I want you to hear that loud and clear. Like, people who are doing coaching are not better than people who are doing counseling and vice versa. In fact, sometimes someone comes to me for coaching and we realize the reason they aren't progressing is because they have a deeper issue, an injury, so to speak, that they need to work through first and or in tandem. And so then maybe they don't move forward with coaching with me. They go get some therapy and they revisit coaching later maybe because um, I'm not someone's therapist and coach. I'm either, I'm either one or the other. I'm never both for someone. So with the season that I'm in, I've just really been honest with myself and acknowledged that I cannot take on new injuries, so to speak. I know that I can, though, continue working with folks I'm already working with, and I know that I can still help people train and grow and up-level in the coaching context because it's just a very different, very different energy very different exchange. Um, the work is, is just very different. So again, I'm not abandoning my current clients. Um, in fact, I feel that this pivot is a way that I can ethically and healthily continue to serve them with confidence. And so we'll see how it goes. Um, it's a little nerve-wracking making this pivot because to be honest, at this point in my entrepreneurial journey, you know, my counseling business has been um, around longer. I have way more counseling business than coaching business at this point in time. Um, 
some people might think that this is kind of a foolish decision. You know, I get new counseling inquiries every week. Word of mouth, organic business. Um, I'm often referring people out, turning them away either because I don't have room um, on my caseload or I don't specialize in the services that they need. I don't specialize in the population that they are. Um, and even still, I almost always have a wait list of some length. To turn that down might seem kind of crazy to some people, but I'm, I'm really not afraid. I trust myself. I trust my business. I trust myself as an entrepreneur. I trust that the universe is going to provide work for me. I honestly am so excited and I feel like I am making this decision from grounding, not from fear. And that is a, a prompt that I give many of my clients when they're facing decisions. I ask, are you making this decision? Are you making this choice from a place of fear or from a place of grounding? And so I use that same kind of litmus test for myself. Um, and I feel really grounded making this decision. I've learned in the last 29 years of my life that I can literally do anything that I decide I'm going to do. So I know that this is going to work out for me in one way or another. Something that I have been saying out loud to myself the last few weeks, and I've been choosing to say this, I, I don't think this works for everyone, but for me, this has been really helpful, is I, I just kind of affirm out loud, I'm not asking why this is happening to me. I'm asking why this is happening for me. I know that I will continue to use this experience to grow and upgrade as a human as well as a business owner as I also continue to heal from it. And I think the essence of all of this is adaptability. <laughs> you may have noticed my stomach growling throughout this episode. This happens sometimes because I like to record first thing in the morning before I've eaten and um this has happened in other episodes. I don't edit that out because that's way too much work. It's not necessary. Um, again, we're all human here. We all have growling stomachs. So if you hear that noise, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, can we talk about adaptability for a minute? Um, you know, if you Google search, like Google searched like the definition of adaptability earlier and it was the quality of being able to adjust to new conditions. About a year ago, I worked with a business coach who helped me understand that adaptability is one of, if not the most important qualities of a successful business owner. What separates successful business owners and business owners who you know, maybe go out of business or who give up or who are not successful the that factor is adaptability and it was really helpful to hear that from her and to learn that through the business um lens because it actually really put words to just an intuitive feeling that I've had for really a lot of my life and it's that adaptability is one of if not the most important qualities of a healthy and successful human it's interesting because I think a lot of us learn to adapt out of necessity. 
it is, after all, innate to our survival and evolution as a species. Um, but also, a lot of our adaptation, especially throughout the early stages of development, is not even really by choice, but it's by demand. However, as we age, as we mature, um, and we move through later developmental stages, we're presented with a lot of times in life where adaptation actually becomes a choice. You can adapt or not. Well, I guess it's a choice until the choice is made for you. At some point, we have to adapt. And you can either do it on your own terms from an empowered place, or you can adapt kicking and screaming. For folks who struggle with change, adapt adaptation can feel very scary. And sometimes this presents itself as avoidance or denial of reality, or even sulking in our sorrow, which I could do about this experience. Um, I allowed myself a few days to really grieve, more than a few days, but like, I've given myself the time and the space to really grieve this experience. Um, and then I think that has given me the room and the space to be able to keep moving forward at the pace that I am. Um, but yeah, we can, um, we can choose to avoid adapting. We can avoid evolving. But... I think that adaptation is evidence of um, really understanding your values, having a lot of self-trust. Adaptation is a sign of wisdom and it is a sign of healthy attachment. This to me demonstrates that I have a really healthy attachment to my business and that I'm willing to let it change and evolve. I'm willing to, you know, say no to something that has been like a consistent stream of business for me. Um, because I, I have a healthy attachment to it. Um, I can confidently say that the reason I've been able to thrive through such a colorful range of life experiences, many of which have been adverse, is because I trust myself. I'm curious and I'm willing to adapt and adapt quickly. This pivot is honestly a long-term plan that was expedited into existence. And that's not the first time that something like that has occurred in my life. Um, so I'm just really grateful that my ability to trust myself and adapt has allowed me to see this new path that's been carved out so clearly for me. It just makes sense. And it's really beautiful because self-trust and adaptation are qualities that I aim to highlight and cultivate in my coaching clients. So there's kind of a sweet irony here. I've seen this happen before my very eyes with with coaching clients, and it is the coolest thing to be a part of. So it's quite fitting that I'm being challenged to continue to walk my talk, which is one of my um, 
most important personal values. So it's actually very fitting. So what this means is that I am working to bring back one of my favorite programs, The Sprint, super soon. I am going to be coming out with new ways that you can work with me as a coach at price points that are accessible. Um, The Sprint, for example, wasn't going to return until the fall, but we're bringing it back this summer. People loved this program. Um, You know, you can you can repeat these sessions. You can do several of these sessions. You can just do a single one off and still get so much out of it. Um, So there's going to be different ways to work with me as your coach at different price points at different accessibility points. I am also still taking applications for the Ascent that I've been speaking about a lot lately um, on most of my recent podcast episodes. I've talked about it at the end. Um, It's my high-level coaching program. So I'm still going to be offering these like higher ticket, higher touch programs as well. Um, yeah, this all happened in the middle of my launch, but we're figuring it out. Okay. Um, I'm not going to talk any more about these programs right now. I've talked at you enough today, but I will definitely be sharing more. Um, if you are curious at all about my coaching philosophy or just like a quick snapshot of what it could look like to work with me, check out my coaching website in the show notes hemlockcoachingservices.com. If you're someone who listens to this show regularly, we probably would be a good fit. And so I would love the chance to work with you in the coaching capacity or for you to share about my coaching services with your community. I did want to give you just a few quick and fun updates. On the day that this episode comes out, I believe... I am going to do my very first open water swim with my coach, and I'm so excited. Um, I'm kind of worried that I'm going to be super cold. Don't worry, I've, I've got a wetsuit. Um, but oh my gosh, my swimming has improved so much recently. Um, this is going to give you just a little glimpse of like <laughs> the kind of coaching clients that I am. Um So my triathlon coach, you know, he writes these workouts for me. Um, One of my recent swim workouts, at the end, I was supposed to swim, like, just 10 minutes for time. And I've I've been doing that for a couple workouts now. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually really curious how long I can swim for. Um, I learned how to swim for the very first time from scratch in December of 2022. So... Like, swimming has been a really new thing for me. So I was like, I want to see. So I just got really curious. I took it 20 minutes at a time, and I swam for 60 minutes straight, no stopping, just doing laps in the pool freestyle. Um, And I could have kept going. 60 minutes! It was so crazy. It was fun. I think it was exactly what I needed. Um, So anyways, swimming's going swimmingly um we'll see if I can work on my speed here and we'll see how open water goes um (laughs) yeah I recently tried on my wetsuit and I was like uh how do I move in this thing 
So we'll see. Um, I'm about a month out from my first triathlon and I'm so excited. I'm also a little bit nervous. I've been watching tons of videos about the transitions and just trying to understand all of the rules. Um, running is going great. I'm feeling really good about running. Um, and biking is uh, still a work in progress. I'm still getting the hang of clipping in and out and stopping. But I am so thankful for this uh, training process because, and believe me, I've missed a lot of workouts during this, um, the last few weeks because of this experience. I'm just being gracious with myself. But overall, having this training regimen has really kept me feeling empowered and focused during just this kind of like absurd time in my life. And the last fun update, and we will wrap up this episode, is that I have a sweet, or maybe I should say salty, little deal for you from one of my favorite brands, Element, spelled L-M-N-T. This is the electrolyte that I swear by. I could not live without it. I love it so much. Last year, you may remember hearing that I had an unexpected surgery on my digestive system. Um, And I really believe that a lot of this was due to chronic dehydration. Um, It was awful. And so I made a vow to myself that I would never have to deal with that again. And so in addition to just drinking more water, I started drinking Element so that I could make my water really work for me. I think plain water is just not that pleasurable to drink and for me water would just like run right through me I wasn't really absorbing it Um, and I know that just for many of us a lot of us are depleted of electrolytes especially if you're really active like me or if you do a lot of energetically taxing work like a lot of emotional or a lot of cognitive work we kind of need more than just plain water to really keep us hydrated. So, um, you know, like if you're like me, I used to think that electrolytes were only for athletes, which honestly I was active enough. Like I needed electrolytes, but I still didn't think it fit for me because I thought it was really only for athletes. But the thing is, most people, especially like I said, if you expend, expend? extend a lot of emotional cognitive energetic work you could benefit from electrolytes I believe that electrolytes are a great supplement for mental health and so I often recommend this as just kind of like a holistic um, supplement to my clients element is so great because it is like one of the cleanest electrolytes on the market a lot of electrolytes are full of sugar and dyes and just weird things element is so clean it was co-founded by the thought leader rob wolf um, when he was in search for just a cleaner more effective electrolyte um now they're really really salty (laughs) When I first tried them, I could not, I couldn't drink it. Um, And I actually didn't try them again for like three months. 
Now that I'm used to them, I actually think they're pretty sweet and very yummy and refreshing. Um, but they're really salty at first. There's so many flavors. My favorites are the citrus and the raspberry. I order four boxes of these every month. Um, I just have them on subscription because I use them so much. But there's tons of flavors. Um, there's grapefruit, citrus, watermelon, raspberry, orange, chocolate, which you could drink like in a warm drink. Um, mango chili and then just like a raw unflavored one if you here's the deal if you order element for the first time using my link in the show notes element will send you a free sample pack of all of their flavors so all of those that i just read you can try those for free um, with your first order and so then you can really decide like ooh, what's my favorite flavor because I'm pretty sure once you order them, you will be as obsessed with them as me. If, if this is like my pro tip for you, if when you try them the first time, you try them in like 32 ounces of water, like put them in a big Nalgene. Because if you try it, like I tried it the first time in 16 ounces in just like a big glass of water and I thought that would be enough. It was too much for me. I also have like a major sweet tooth. So Maybe you'll be fine. But yeah, I have a feeling that you will be as obsessed as I am with this supplement. I wouldn't share this with you if I did not truly believe in the helpfulness of it and just like the company itself. There's literally no reason. You guys know I'm not an influencer. Like I have no reason to share things unless I actually really um, value them. And I love Element. It's like literally changed my life. I drink anywhere from like two to four packets a day. If you give them a try and you use my link, please let me know. Um, one packet is going to give you a thousand milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium, which many of us are very depleted of magnesium. There is zero sugar and only two grams of carbs in it. Literally zero sugar. It's so yummy. Um, remember, I'm not a medical doctor, so consult your own physician before using any kind of supplements, especially things with sodium and salt. Um, but I just cannot not share about Element and the way it has affected my overall functioning and performance. I'm so thankful that element gave me this link so that I can get some some free samples in your hands so remember use the link at the show notes to place your first order and you will get a free sample pack all right my friends thank you for listening I am going to go eat some breakfast now I know that this episode was a doozy and a little bit all over the place but I am just so glad to be back here with you even though I have quite a healing journey ahead of me, I hope that you can really hear in my voice that I am energized and I am excited about this next pivot. Um, I feel really good. With anything or anytime I share my stories, 
I do so with the hope that it would be either encouraging or insightful or helpful for you, at the very least entertaining, but um, really the goal is to, to be helpful. And so I hope that sharing this episode was helpful. As I continue to roll out my coaching programs and get this new season started, I would love your support in sharing what I've got going on. So in these coming weeks, if you see posts about my coaching programs, or if you are talking with a peer and something like life coaching comes up, it would mean so much to me if you would share about me and about my services or even share the show. I think the show is a great way to kind of just get a taste of what I'm like as a human to hear my voice, hear the way my brain works a little bit. Coming up soon, I've got some really great episodes coming, um, including a super practical one on connecting with your inner child. It is going to be a good one. So keep your eyes out. If you have not subscribed to the show yet, what are you doing? Go ahead and do that. Um, and yeah, if you're not connected with me on Instagram yet, please feel free to do that. Um, at Kelsey Keidel. That'll be linked in the show notes. Um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. It was so fun for me to connect with you in this way this morning. And I hope that you have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to the Evergreen Thinking Podcast. To get further connected with me or take your exploration to the next level, visit the show notes at evergreenthinkingpod.com or find me on Instagram at evergreenthinkingpod.com.